Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. And we are back for hour number two of the Mark Hoke Show here on k one 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. Of course, also screaming on that Odyssey app. And as I was trying to say a while ago, hey, download that app. It's got all the great shows on k and a ton from around the world. So make sure you check that out. Of course, we're also streaming Live on YouTube and Facebook, so get on there as well and you know, subscribe. We'd certainly appreciate that. Like whatever. It's awesome. And Everything. Course, yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark, course, Mark. I'm Mark Hoke and the David Difference by my side in here as well. David, how you doing today on oh, this New Year's Eve? Oh, what a difference a Dave makes, man. Let's kick this energy through the roof, man. Shout out to Danny Limelight. It was good having him on uh, here. Danny is... You know, and and I'm really excited to see what is coming for him in 2024. I mean, he he is a guy that I I hope that he ends up back in AEW or in WWE this year. Really deserves it. I mean, just an incredible performer, and he's one of the best Mike guys in the business. Period. End of story. So you know, I really do wish him all the best, and you know, and of course, the acting too may pull him away. I mean, he's been getting a lot of opportunities and doing very well. So he's an alien man. He's different. So I think whatever he does, he'll accomplish and do great things. He's the inspiration to me and uh, the many people out there, Mark. And uh, you know, yeah. next, next time we'll write out a better uh, intro <laughs> and outro. Intro and outro. It was bad, man. I just got to know when the when the clock. <laughs> well, got to know. That he's clock. a guest. He ain't supposed to know it. No, not him. Well. Yeah, shoot him out. Like, who was it when they, uh, was it Sinatra? They tried to play off from his award. Oh, I, I can't stop the clock, man. Mm. Can't well. stop the clock. By the way, uh, got to, I know we already said hi to Scoop in there. I want to say hi to Jesse Hyde in there. And uh, just real quick, had a question about, uh, said Sasha Banks, of course, performing under Mer- Mercedes Monet now. Mm-hmm. WWE about to start it about to set a crazy start to 2024. Uh, And by the way, where's Sasha Banks? Is she still trolling? Um, AEW already said no, and apparently WWE is not happy with uh, the negotiations there either. So AEW said it's a no-go? Yep. And WWE, uh, apparently she threw a number out that they didn't like either. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they're being more... All companies now should be after learning from that punk thing. Be strategic. They're not going to let out info. Yeah, but it's uh, going to pop up. Royal Rumble's coming. They got a women's rumble. Yes. Oh well, there you have it. Yeah, she's she's trying to get Charlotte money. I don't know if she's going to get that, but yeah, we'll see. But uh, looking forward to having Riccicino coming on the show. Of course, from you know all over the place in wrestling, that guy is everywhere. So. We're going to get to talk to him about what happened last night and 
you know, getting ready for, you know, looking back on 2023 and uh, going forward in 2024. And but what a year 2023 was, Dave. I mean, some some really high highs and some yes, yeah, in the world of wrestling, yeah. Uh, or personally, <laughs> well, you know what happened. What happened on this side of the mic doesn't matter. What happened out there is what's important. Mm. But you know, I I look at the business. I think has never been better. You know, we had had some unbelievable moments. You know, of course, WrestleMania thirty nine was unbelievable. We had all in at Wembley Stadium this year. AEW putting on. You know, the biggest wrestling show of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, of course, we had some moments like CM Punk's firing and then rehiring. We had you know, Sami Zayn going crazy and then poof. Sami's kind of, eh, now. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, you know, just some, you know, some weird things happening. Just it's, 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 it's been strange. Yeah, I think it's uh, – well, I mean, now we're here in December. We're going into a new year. But I think everything just kind of – like they set the bar and, like, everybody's excited, especially with WWE, what's going to happen 2024, all this talent that they got going. Um, it should be a magical year, man. There's so many possibilities, which makes it exciting, you know? Yeah, I think there's a lot of possibilities in both organizations at this point. And uh, I – we do have our guests, so you know. I think we can bring him in and start talking about that. Cool. Do you want to? Uh, well, yeah, he's he's ready to roll. So let's get him in here. Our <laughs> okay. our good friend Ricuccino. Of course, he's all see. See, look, he's got a he's got a list under his name there on the live stream. Okay, okay. Look at yeah, that. Yeah. A little bit of everything. Look at that. Sports Illustrated, SB Nation. I think we got him. I mean, it's just can you hear us everywhere? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, His mic wasn't on. the man just does everything. And look at the Funko Pops there, too. I haven't seen your studio in a while, buddy. Holy cow. Yeah, I got, uh, it's my tiny little corner where I get to put all my crap. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so. Oh, so. There's, the, there's a lot more up here that y'all can't see that's out of the view of the camera. So, so let me guess, your wife sticks you in a closet for this, right? No, no, absolutely not. Actually, this used to be um this used to be just like a a dank rundown room underneath my porch in my basement. Okay. And then when the pandemic hit, um I needed an at-home studio in case I needed to work from home for any reason. So me and my dad built this studio out of uh that that dank cellar room underneath my porch. So that's where I'm sitting right now. It's our joint combined office. So yeah. Because the kids, you know, the kid, the kids own seventy five percent of the house. Yeah, uh, their, their toys. And now after Christmas, they own eighty five percent of the house. Uh, so yeah, I, this this is where I get to keep all my little stuff. Very good. So Rick, what did you think of last night? Of course, AEW Worlds and just uh, it was it was an interesting pay per view. I'll say that. I think they nailed the last three matches. I, I think the last three matches um, made the night. I think everything else before that, um, with the exception of the women's title matches, like, oh, uh, yeah, I could have seen on Dynamite. Like, I get it. It was good. It just felt like a lot of it, – it, it felt very much like a 
B pay-per-view, kind of like a WWE payback or fast lane or something like that. A couple of big storylines to tie everything together. Obviously, you had the big ending with the devil reveal and Max losing to Samoa Joe and all that stuff, which I'm sure we'll get into. But, um, you know, this this is part of the territory, I think, because AEW, as they continue to add pay-per-views, they're not gonna they're not all gonna be home runs. All right. Like that they when they had their four year model, they were crushing it every single time. Everything was planned out well. They had plenty of time to build the things that mattered in advance. And this when you start doing a pay-per-view every every couple of months, you're you're gonna have a couple of downers every now and again. But it was still a good show. Still a good show. Was it worth the fifty six bucks I paid for it? I don't know. But <laughs> should have come to the theater. That's what I did. I paid twenty. <laughs> Yeah, that's a deal right there. <laughs> Not bad. Well, let me ask. I'll say this much. In 2024, they definitely need to figure this out because when I can get both nights of WrestleMania for five bucks and I'm paying 50 bucks to watch World's End. Yeah. That's another reason why they're not growing the audience, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, they got to get that max deal done. That's what they need to do. Oh, for sure. That would be a game changer for them, 100%. So I want to ask both of you guys this because, you know, and Dave, I know that you weren't, we're kind of like, yeah, Adam Copeland's in AEW. That's great. Now, last night, we had a wild match with with Christian and Adam, Adam Copeland. Adam wins the title for about a minute. Mm-hmm. Kill switch comes up. I'm sorry? Was it even that? It felt like 30 seconds. Yeah, it was. yeah it's kind of... Yeah, I was, now, nah, I'm not going to make that joke. Um, <laughs> but... And then, of course, Killswitch, who had won a, a title match earlier in the night on that Battle Royal, comes out and gives the, the contract to Christian. Christian ends up using it, takes the title back, and, you know, a great match. Everybody was going crazy and loving that match. That one actually, in the theater I was in, was getting applause. You know, one of one of only a couple of them last night. And that feud is going to continue, it looks like, and and it was pretty intense. I mean, you know, one of the, you know, might have been the best match on the card yesterday. So let me ask both of you guys this. Are you excited as this feud continues to build? You know, I mean, this this could end up being the, you know, the main battle on the on the card for a while, especially with both Adam Cole and MJF out for a while. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, well, obviously both tremendous talents and everybody that I'm hearing said that was the match of the night. Um, I think we're looking at possibly, obviously a third match coming up and I don't know how much further you take it after that, but they're definitely ramping it up. And I think it's something that, um, everybody's excited to see again, but I don't know how, how long do you think they draw that out? I think one more match and let's, let's settle this thing. If they're going to keep doing what they did last night, screw it. Just keep going. Keep going. Like, this is what I've want. Like. This is the this is the Christmas gift I never thought I was going to get, right? Like just 3 years ago, both of these guys were retired. 3 right. 4 years ago, whatever it was now at this point, they were retired. They were never coming back. And now, you know, after the the pandemic Royal Rumble, we get that beautiful hug moment between these two guys in the ring and I'm like, "Oh my god, we're finally going to get a one last run of of Edge and Christian." And then Christian's like, "Nope, I'm going to AEW." <laughs> right. And I'm like, man, we're never going to get this. We're never going to get this. And then the unthinkable had, happens. Edge, no longer. Adam Copeland goes over to AEW. And these two guys are now getting to make up for lost time. So, you know, they, they haven't been able to work with each other for, what, 14 years? Yeah. 
let them go as long as they like, especially if they keep putting out good stuff. Keep yeah, going. yeah, I can see, I can see them tagging again. I mean, I, I, there's a lot. This oh, could still be done. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah, think they got. If Tony Khan doesn't through. give us one more Hardy's Edge and Christian match, like what the hell? Oh, is yeah, it? that'd be dope. That was my suggestion last night. I was, I was waiting for a Hardy's running. I wanted a Hardy's running. Anything with the Hardys, like I know Jeff has had his issues since joining the AEW, but like he ain't doing nothing with them right now. Like yeah. nothing. Yeah, so yeah, but if you if you didn't see it, it was a fantastic match last night and uh you know, I'm I'm up for more of that. That is that is for sure. Uh you know, of course Eddie Kingston wins the Continental Classic last night. I'm still confused on if this is a a tournament championship belt or if this is a new title in AEW. God forbid. I I do not want that. But, you know, still a great win for Eddie Kingston in front of the hometown crowd, Rick and uh you know, where does this put Eddie now? You know, I'm I'm curious to see how far this will go for Eddie Kingston and where it takes him in his career. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, do we see Eddie becoming AEW World Champion one day? Like, do we see that coming to fruition? I feel like, I feel like this whole run over the last several months was to give Eddie his flowers. Like, this is. I don't want to say that he's peaked, but it kind of feels like this is as far as he can go. But he could prove me wrong. He's proved many people wrong over the, the course of his career. I, I love him to death. I think he's authentic. Um, you believe every word that he says on the microphone. He shows you don't have to look like, you know, Chris Masters to to be a, an ass kicker in the in the wrestling ring. So it's like I, I enjoy Eddie Kingston a lot. Um, him beating John Moxley last night to to win the the Continental Classic, which I do believe is a third another championship for for AEW plus on top of that he's still the Ring of Honor World Champion and he's the New Japan Strong Open Champion. I don't know how that's going to work, but he's All a perfect right. ambassador to move between New Japan and Ring of Honor and AEW and defend those championships. Like this is this is his time. This is his his flower moment, his parade. This is what he's going to get to do for the next several weeks and months and I don't know if it uh, gets any higher for him, but uh, I'm rooting for him, that's for sure. Dave, what do you think? Uh, I'm a huge fan of Eddie Kingston, so hats off to him. Yeah, and again, it's like where where does it go from here? Is it the swan song? I don't know, but I think uh, it's still got legs as to where um, he can go. Like he's definitely one of my favorites, and his mouthpiece is incredible. So, and like you said, you buy everything he says is like, uh, yeah, you're, you're buying it, you're feeling it, you know, you you understand his passion. So, yeah, hats off to him. Now we had the reveal of the devil last night. And I think most of us thought it was going to be Adam Cole. Uh, got a fun group around him. And, I, and I'm going to ask you both of you guys this question. And, and, Rick, I think I fired this on at you on Twitter a little bit. But I want to, I want to take the whole thing a little deeper because I, this, this storyline is, I think, is going to really resonate more than I, I think people realize at this moment. Because when you look at, you know, I, th- I think everybody's been hurt by somebody in their life, right? You know, where someone that you care about's betrayed you or, you know, broken your heart. And, <laughs> well, it's true, All right. right? Continue. And when you, when you think about where this is going to end up going, when you're, you're going to start seeing these videos come out of, man, you know, I'm Adam Cole and you know what? Look what I did to this guy. You know, I turned him in for being this this cold-hearted killer, and I got him doing kangaroo kicks and 
doing all this crazy stuff, and I, I made him into somebody who's not, and then I ripped his heart out, and I tore him to shreds. And you, and then, But then there's going to be another side to it. And you know why I did it? Because he's an evil son of a gun. Look at all this stuff he did to everybody. He's the villain. I'm not the villain. He's the villain. You're going to have two sides to this story. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, because traditionally this would be, yeah, you know, MJF's the good guy. But you know that Adam Cole's going to present this as, I'm the good guy. Hmm. This is well, everybody's, be- the he- everybody's the hero of their own story. Right. Right. And, and that's why this is, that's why this, this story is so compelling and it's been so successful is because it's not cut and dry. It's very, very nuanced. There's a lot of layers to this. Uh, and yeah, everything you said is, is correct. I ex- fully expect Adam Cole to come out there, cut a promo about everything, you know, dirty, nasty thing that MJF has ever done. And here's the thing, though. MJF has never denied the fact that he is a dirty scoundrels, you know, sleaze bag, whatever you want to call it. He has fully admitted openly and honestly about why about not only, though, what he has done, but why he has done it. And during this babyface run, he's really opened up and given us several like Heath Ledger Joker style backstories to why he is the way that he is. You know, and, you know, being picked on as a kid and not having very many friends and, you know, people start to relate to him. They're like, OK, we get it. This guy's always been an a-hole out in public, but we, we kind of understand it. And now he's he's our a-hole. Right. What Adam Cole did was just absolutely slimy, sleazy, vindictive. It was manipulation at the highest order. This man enacted a plan over the last several months to strip MJF of everything that made him successful, made him care about things, made him do things he would never do, like defend tag team titles for Ring of Honor in a handicap match on a show where he's also defending the AEW World Championship. MJF from two years ago never would have done that. He would have flipped you the bird and said, why do I even have to wrestle once on this show, let alone twice and once in a handicap match? This guy, and I said this on Twitter, Adam Cole gave the Grinch a heart and then ripped it out of his chest. (laughs) That's exactly what he did. He turned MJF into a vulnerable little puppy, and then he kicked him. That is exactly what he did, and that is why people are going to cheer for MJF. MJF has always said who he is. Adam Cole has been an a-hole behind behind in the shadows, and um, yeah, I think that's why you're going to have people that are going to still cheer MJF moving forward. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And watching, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of the buddy, buddy, um, lovey, dovey stuff and the kangaroo kicks and all that. But if you watch it as the whole story, like it's a beautiful story that's been told. And now you got so many avenues that they could take after this. But, you know, in the midst of it, I, I, I think I was just watching it from a hardcore fan. It's like, I don't like this style. But if you look at the story that's been told, yeah, I think it's magical. And I'm definitely looking forward to <laughs> seeing where these two take it, man. Yeah, I mean that's and that's part of why I mean I it was fun, but as as I was seeing it in the background and realizing that it you know because you know Dave you know that I was saying this from the beginning that Adam Cole is going to tear him to shreds, and what's the best way to tear somebody to shreds? You get inside their heart, right? right. You get in there and you 
you get into the deepest part of their their psyche and make them feel like, man, you know, I got a friend, I got somebody that cares about me, and then you just, right, kind of like me and you. I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it hasn't yet to reveal itself, but yeah, yeah, we're Uh-oh. leading to that. That's our storyline. Oh. <laughs> oh, I better get that fiend mask out like Ruth got sitting over there. But <laughs> but yeah, and and you know, and like I said, I think that's that's part of why this story is I think over the next you know, 7 or 8 months cuz I I think this will end up being the main event at all in coming up. Why I think the storyline is going to resonate so much with people as as it goes along because it's going to be very identifiable and it's going to it's going to carry for a long time. I really believe it. So so we've got we've got that with AEW and then we've got what's going to be going on with WWE as we get through the rumble and the final conclusion with Roman Reigns. This is going to be a lot of fun in the next few months. And that's part of what we're going to talk about coming up here more with uh, our, my good friend Ricky Chino as uh, we roll on here on the Mark Oak show. So let's uh, get a little break in. And we're going to talk about uh, you know, some stuff that happened in 2023 and what's coming up in 2024. Here on the Mark Oak Show with uh, Chino and uh, David Difference and myself, Mark Oak, here on Kate on 1015 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. So stick around, everybody. We will be right back. One oh one five FM Kate on. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we return to the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment here in Las Vegas and planet-wide, because that's what we do. Worldwide, man. Planet-wide? Well, world, planet. Yeah, universe, man. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll bring Rick along, too. (laughs) that's what we do we've got a we've got a great orbit of people and we've been very fortunate over this past year to have some amazing guests and uh, friends on the show and of course ricky chino one of the best in the business ain't no doubt about that Uh, you don't have have to butter me up it's all right you've been in this business what over 15 years now oh geez let's see yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, so as we go into uh, 2024, like what's next? What 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 are you looking forward to? What are the goals? Uh, tell you what, man. Like I'm really excited to get to back getting back to covering baseball more on a regular basis. <laughs> okay. I, I just like the last time that I really because I get to cover the Cincinnati Reds a little bit at. My day job, 700 WOW in Cincinnati, but but not much because I'm in the news department. I'm not in the sports department. So I get to talk about them a little bit. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to like really talk to the players or get in the locker room or tell any kind of stories or any game of baseball since before I started working at LW over a decade ago. So uh, mm-hmm. hopping on with uh, Sports Illustrated's uh, new Reds website, Inside the Reds, um, and getting to hop in there. I just did a conversation with former Reds catcher Devin Mezzarocco not that long ago, uh, catching up with him because he's now an assistant coach at the University of Pittsburgh. Um, you know, just getting to do that and getting back in the locker room again because uh, totally different animal covering pro wrestling and then covering a quote-unquote real sport. Um, not that I'm 
diminishing pro wrestling in any way, shape or form. But uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's fun. I'm looking forward to getting to do that uh, some more as well as going to my fourth consecutive WrestleMania and I'll be at the Royal Rumble in Tampa. And I okay. think I'm going to revolution because I want to catch things last match uh, in Greensboro. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm just, just trucking along, man. That's all I can. That's what I'm looking forward to doing. There you go. Making moves, man. I like it. I, I think we're going to WrestleMania this year. Ain't we Mark? We we're no. <laughs> we're, we're still we're still debating as we have a we have another offer on the table. Yeah, yeah. So so we might see. see you I'm lucky because if it's within eight hours, I'm driving. Uh, so and I I live in Cincinnati, which is like the literally the heart of the Midwest. Like there are so many cities that are within driving distance uh, for me. So and I'm actually driving to Tampa because I am because <laughs> I can hop on i seventy I can hop on i seventy five south. And I don't have to get off the highway until I reach Tampa, Florida. So nice. it's a long drive. Well, yeah, what's the drive time on drive, it? But uh, it, it's an easy drive. So. How long is that drive? 13. 13. Oh, yeah. We, me and Mark drove to L.A. and we were ready to kill each other. <laughs> I can <laughs> what, imagine what's 13 the, what's hours. The, what's the Vegas to L.A. drive? Is that like four hours? It was or three like and a half, four hours. Yeah, three and a half, four hours. <laughs> and it was not good, man. So I don't think we could do much more than that. Yeah, it's Here's not bad. the best thing about those drives, though. Here's the best thing, because I have two kids, both under the age of uh, five and three, right? Um, I'm going to get in the car, I'm going to turn off the radio, and I'm going to listen to the sound of my tires on the road for 13 straight hours, <laughs> and it is going to be bliss. Yeah. It is going to be bliss. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the stuff that went on last year, and, and let me get both you guys' Where opinions. Where do we start, Mark? Oh. <laughs> well, I, I want to ask you guys a little bit about who you think the wrestler of the year was and what what makes that award because i you you have so many different people giving their criteria for who they what makes the wrestler of the year you know i heard jim Cornette say well it was the top guy in the top company and i and i really feel like there's more to it than that so if you were picking the person who was the wrestler of the year, who is that person for 2023? And I'll start with you, Rick. Um, male, female, both. Uh, let's, well, let's go. Well, let's do both. I mean, if you were picking one person, uh, MJF and Becky Lynch. Wow. Becky Lynch. Uh, huh? Yes. Uh, overall body of work. I think Becky has just had, the better year of, of anybody else. And I would think her next closest competition is Rhea Ripley. Now that is not a knock on Rhea's year. I think Rhea has had a spectacular year. Uh, and I think she is on the verge of being the biggest star in the entire company. So I'm fully expecting if we're on this show a, a year from now, it's going to be a landslide victory for, for Rhea Ripley. But I just look at the overall body of work for Becky. When you look at marquee opponents, marquee matches, uh, the abbreviated run that she had, with the NXT Women's Championship, where, yeah, it was eight weeks long, but every single match that she had helped, was, was, there was a purpose. It was to help elevate somebody. And she went out there, and she had great match after great match after great match. Where Rhea has, has faltered is the fact that she hasn't had the Batman to her Joker. She has not had a big rival or a big feud this entire year, she has been used more to elevate Judgment Day on the men's side of things than she has as the world heavyweight champion for the women's division. And that's not any fault of her own. That is completely the fault of 
the the creative booking of the rest of the women's locker room on Monday Night Raw for the past year until Triple H recently took over and realized, oh, we got some work to do. Let me start building up some of these other women on the roster because they're really, really talented. So through no fault of her own, Rhea has suffered from the fact that she hasn't had that one person to really kind of have that that memorable feud where Becky, it wasn't perfect. It had its ups and downs, but that feud with Trish culminating with one of the greatest cage matches I have ever seen men or women involved for me gives her the nod. And I think MJF, the guy's just carried AEW this year. I mean, he has carried AEW this year. He has been the focal point, the guy, multiple segments, multiple stories. The promos always hit. His title defenses have been, have been, have been great. Um, you know, the, the culmination of the story with him and Adam Cole last night, the guy fighting through injury after injury towards the end of the year. Uh, for me, again, just an overall body of work thing. You could sit here and say, oh, well, the top guy for the top company, Roman. Roman's the man. Roman is absolutely the man, but am I, am I going to give him pro wrestler of the year when he's wrestled like six matches? Am I going to do that? I love Roman Reigns to death, and I think less is more with him, but overall body work, I'm giving it to MJF. I'm giving it to Becky. Wow. David, what do yeah. you think? Now, I agree with the MJF, like spot on with everything he said. Like he's definitely a workhorse and just has evolved that company and stayed consistent. So MJF, and we can't forget about the biggest comeback you know, of the year uh, when Nia Jax came back and <laughs> that nah, took things to I the like next Nia. level. I like the Nia signing. She's exactly what they needed on Monday Night Raw, but go ahead. Yeah, no, I think it's good stuff. But, I mean, if you look at Impact, and obviously I'm a CM Punk guy. Like, just – and if you take a step back and you look at, like, obviously his in-work and his mic skills is ridiculous. But if you look at all the drama behind the scenes and put that into a wrestling storyline – could have been one of the greatest like storylines we've seen over the year, and the comeback was just huge, and the impact that he's made on uh, you know in such a short time being back it's it's ridiculous. See, that would be an interesting argument that you could you can make an argument and say that CM Punk was the wrestler of the year, even though he had all this trouble, just because of the impact that he had on both of those companies. Right. I he, I, I would almost look at it as a like like a times man of the year kind of thing where okay. he wasn't necessarily the performer of the year, but he was definitely the guy that drove the headlines. Like he was the most influential wrestling figure this year, hands down period. End of story. Like there's no competing with that. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm and brought so many new eyes. And I think with the new uh, venture for WWE and uh, what, what, you know, the, the merger there, they changed the rules for this guy, and he came back, and he seems like he's way happier. So, you know, I think it's a fairy tale ending. He's got to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Different it's, it's, it's his last shot, man. He's got to be happy. Yeah. He's got to play by the rules. He's got to be Mr. Smiling. Let me sit here and help everybody. Because if he, if there's another ugly divorce, he ain't getting married a fourth time. Like this. Well, this how much do you, how much do you think of that? Is I mean, you hear the rumblings AEW like it's not the most professional uh, environment people have been in. How much do you think of that was just him being in an environment that wasn't conducive for, you know, somebody that's been in the business for years? Because we saw right when he uh, got in the fight and got let go, he was at Cauliflower Alley Club the next day, like in great spirits, like just happy dude. He just seemed happy for somebody that went through so much drama. So how much do you think that played in the AEW situation? With I, I think atmosphere is everything with, with CM Punk, and it's – impossible for me to sit here and pinpoint exactly what it is because I'm, I'm not behind the scenes and I, I don't 
uh, report news and I, I don't talk to, to people. I'm not a, a drama type guy, so I'm not going to speculate on everything that did happen. Um, but just from everything that I have seen surrounding CM Punk, I don't think he's this terrible human being. I don't think he's a bad guy. What I think he is, is stubborn. What I think he is, is prideful. And if he feels like he is right, and if he feels like he is just, the man doesn't know how to pick his battles. And like this man was allegedly got in a fist fight with Jack Perry before the <laughs> biggest match of his freaking career in front of 80,000 people at Wembley Stadium with Samoa Joe saying, dude, we're on, we're on, we're on, we're on. Get your ass out of here. We're on. Like, what are you doing? Right. Um, You know, like those kinds of things. I think CM Punk in the right environment where he feels valued, where he feels like people are listening to him. And and frankly, where he's not to, you know, say that he's been neutered or anything. But when he's when he's on a bit of a leash, he knows he can't like he he knows if he goes out into the yard too far, he's going to get tugged back. Right. So I think that's that's where he's at. So that's where he's at right now. Um, obviously things have been cleared up enough between him and Seth Rollins that we're going to get that, that CM Punk elite level rivalry in WWE, just insert Seth Rollins instead of the elite. And, uh, (laughs) it's, it's going to be money for, for WWE. There you have it. Were you, um, how shocked were you when he came back? Like, were you one of the people? Cause I had people tell me, don't get your hopes up. It's not going to happen. Were you one of the guys that didn't see that happening? I didn't think there was a prayer. No, I did not <laughs> think there was a prayer like when that when that show ended. I'm sitting here. I'm like, I almost turned the TV off. Yeah, yeah. like I'm like, I li- the only reason I saw the return is that I, I, I could not find my remote. Like, I went <laughs> down underneath my chair to like find the remote. And I swear to God, it was like something out of a sitcom. I heard the <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I almost hit my head trying to like <laughs> gave myself I was like, what the f- like that's pretty much what it was um and i'm just sitting here i'm like i cannot believe that happened to me that's more shocking than wwe being sold Mm -hmm. that's more shocking to me than vince mcmahon retiring because i thought those two things they would take a long time to happen but i always thought they would they were inevitable right i never thought i'd see cm punk in a wwe ring again let alone him getting on a microphone and saying, I'm home. This is where I belong. <laughs> oh, jeez. Come but, on. Shut the hell up. But, uh, I love how they're turning that around, and Seth Rollins is like, don't you dare call this place home. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so, yeah, no, that to me was the moment of the year. That was shocking. That's something I never thought I'd see again. It was surreal. So what are you looking forward to in, in 2024 in pro wrestling? I mean, it seems like the industry is in such great shape. We've got some terrific stuff coming up with AEW now. The, the Rumble and WrestleMania, uh, you know, with WrestleMania 40 happening, which I'm sure is going to be an incredible affair. We've even got TNA coming back. I mean, this is going to be an amazing year and with some unbelievable events coming up, especially early in this calendar year. What do you think uh, we're going to see, bud? Unpredictability, because this is a huge year for contracts. This is a big free agent year in in pro wrestling, and you're starting to see WWE try to lock up people. Um, maybe not officially official, but they they're inking Cody Rhodes to a big money deal. They re-sign Charlotte. Uh, they re-sign Bailey. They re-sign Zelina Vega. You got Seth Rollins' contract, which is coming up. You got Becky Lynch's contract, who's coming up. Uh, there's a lot of free agents in AEW, I do believe, as well. This is the fun part for me. 
of having actual competition is now the the back and forth because we still to this point have only had technically three people. I don't really count CM Punk, but technically three people jump from AEW over to WWE, where if you look at most of the roster in AEW now at this point, it's all former WWE people. So I'm I'm interested to see the the whole back and forth. I'm interested to see where Sasha Banks ends up. I know we had reports that they had she had some contract negotiations with WWE, but those fell through. Those can always be re, you know, re up. I'm seeing people on Twitter like celebrating the fact that she's not coming back uh, to WWE, and I'm just sitting here. I'm like, guys, 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 is she <laughs> she gonna get that money in TNA? I don't think so. <laughs> All right, is she gonna go? Is she gonna go over to to AEW? With the women's division is getting better, but you still look at the state of the women's division. Like, is she? Gonna trust Tony Khan's booking of the women's division and think, oh yeah, maybe I'm the missing piece. Like Soraya's a bit player at this point, and I thought right. she would be yeah, the yeah. person yeah. that would instigate change in the WWE or in the AEW women's division. So it's like, I, I feel like eventually those two are gonna. Until I see her show up in somebody else's company, I still think those two sides are eventually gonna uh, come to terms. It may just take a little bit longer, or she goes back to New Japan. Um, but uh, I'm interested to see that. And yeah, uh, my biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is Cody beating Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania to what? finally to finally live the dream. And then five minutes later, Damian Priest cashes in on him and uh, we, we start his road to adversity all over again. Ah, that's the prediction. That's that's what I'm going with right now. That, that is a dusty finish if I've ever seen one before. <laughs> he finally freaking does it. And then here comes Game Priest to cash in and, and steal the title. Yeah, that'd be classic. Oh, and that's going to be the fun part. Can you imagine of a freaking like four year title reign ends finally, and then the next guy has it for five minutes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, insane. And that's, and that's going to be the fun part about this WrestleMania season. We have no idea. None. This is going to be a wild, wild next four months in WWE for sure. Well, Rick, hey, I want to thank you for coming on the show. We really do appreciate it. Tell everybody where they can find you, my friend. Uh, One Stop Shop is at Twitter, uh, at Rick Uccino, like you see uh, on the screen there. Or for those who are listening on the the air, uh, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. That's where you can find all my work for Sports Illustrated, SB Nation. Uh, And, um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm also on Instagram, but I don't use that as much. Same handle. Okay. All right. Well, Rick, thank you for coming on the show. And happy thanks. New Year, man. Yeah. Happy yeah, same to you guys. Appreciate it. And and thank you for everything. We do appreciate it. And uh, if we do get out to WrestleMania, I'll look forward to seeing you again. And uh, hopefully we'll bump into each other again down the road, my friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Take care, guys. Yeah, I appreciate all it. All right. Be yeah, safe, man. You got it. All right. Everybody, there you go, Ricky Chino. What an awesome dude. Good people, good people. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, we all got to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us go. Yeah, see? We're mature. What do you mean, see? <laughs> Don't get me started, Mark. I got, this is the last episode before I can go back to uh, my heel status. Oh, brother. So, get used to it, Mark. Holiday's <laughs> over, man. We're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. All right. Well, we got to get our last break in on episode 150 of the Mark Hoke Show here on KDON the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. So we're going to take our final break. We've got a couple stories to cover, including, well, Chris Jericho might be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. So we got to make sure we mention that and uh, all sorts of other little fun stuff. So stick around, everybody. We've got a lot more to talk about before we wrap up the show and want to wish everybody a happy new year coming up tonight, too. So stick around on the Mark Hoke Show here on Happy K-Dawn. new year coming up tonight. Yeah. 
It's New Year's Eve. Well, it's now. That's tomorrow. <laughs> it's New Year's now. What are you New Year's talking Eve. about? <laughs> it's New Year's Eve now. We'll we be right tonight. Coming up tonight. Whatever. <laughs> One oh one five FM K Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. And we return for the final segment of twenty twenty three. Of twenty twenty two. What are you talking about? Mark, you're irritable today. For it being New Year's, there's so many new things on the horizon, man. You're very irritable today. <laughs> very, it's supposed to be a party. Mark calls me three days ago and says, this is going to be the biggest party of the year. Well, and look at us. Sober. Sad. Well, we're not. <laughs> sober and sad. <laughs> well, we're not going to get drunk on the air. No. Eight, eight o'clock in the morning. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Well, you said, party. You said party. Well, yeah, you well, should have said did. we're just going to have a nice, respectable episode. And we could at least have some coffee up in here. How about that? I got some Powerade. I'm good. There's a lot to get to. We got very limited time. Man. Oh, man. Shout out to Danny Limelight. Awesome, dude. That's my guy. <laughs> I'm a Danny Limelight guy. Yeah. Not so much. Oh, stop it. I don't know, man. Anyway. Anyway. Uh well yeah if you didn't if you didn't if you were watching the pay per view last night you might have seen a sign that said World's NDA <laughs> yeah. that they kept cutting away from which stands for a um, no disclosure agreement mm-hmm. non disclosure non disclosure excuse me yeah. well that is from an accusation that Nick Hausman the podcaster made that saying that uh, well. Chris Jericho apparently had a situation where he invited wrestler Kylie Ray up to his hotel rooms. Apparently some people said, go up and see Chris. There's going to be some people up there. Chris wanted to see you. And Chris was alone and Kylie got in there. And uh, Chris hit, apparently uh, is accused of hitting on her. Okay. And she left. Nothing happened. Um, of course, the story's being denied. Well, is that it? He was hitting on her? He, like he was trying he to holler at her? Made a pass. What does that mean? Is that like, oh. Hit on her. Yeah. Is that a bad thing? Well. A, how do you? How do you? Well, Chris is married. Oh. But, yeah, obviously an awkward situation when you're working with somebody. Hmm. So, you know, supposedly everybody signed NDAs and according to what was revealed by Nick Hausman. So. That's where all the signs came from last night, and they did ask about it in the scrum last night. So, yeah. Well, they said, so everything I heard was the NDA thing was a Twitter beef he was having with a lawyer um, because they were saying that nobody could talk about the brawl out yeah, situation. And, and, and he was, said, I didn't sign an NDA, and he said, you should have, or you did. or And then that's how the NDA, I didn't. Yeah, know. there's talk about this whole thing too so yeah it's a mess but what do we once say it, that once could it, be bad they well, said there's a lot of skeletons in the closet of Jericho. yeah once again you know and anything like this take it with a grain of salt that's that's all i'm gonna say about that you can't a lot of people were booing jericho at the pay-per-view yeah. last night right 
And it's one of those things where until there's stuff gets proven. I mean, we've seen these stories many times recently where guys get accused of things and not, not saying one or the other's lying, but reserve judgment. Yeah. We're hearing from a third party of what he yeah. says happened. Who knows? So but, I mean, yeah. I, who knows? Man. Who knows? I don't care as long as it ain't me. Um, <laughs> That's all I care about. You remember the, uh, all those epileptic cutaway scenes in WWE by Kevin Dunn? Oh, yeah. They're done. Mm. Forever. Yeah. They're done. Done. Because Kevin Dunn's done. He's out of there. He's out of there. Kevin Dunn is leaving WWE. Never thought we'd see the day. I never thought I'd see the day either, but uh, Dunn told WWE around Christmas week he is leaving the company. Um, Apparently, he said he was never going to do anything that was dictated to him. Uh, by the new TKO Group Holdings, and uh, he is out of there. So Kevin Dunn finished. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, he said he only wanted to work under Vince. So you know, what else? Yeah. Yeah, that's strange when the shakeups come because I'm sure there's a lot more stuff that's going to evolve from that or dissolve from that. Um, but it's it's crazy when you got that merger and a whole different perspective. I don't think Punk would have came back if. That hadn't happened. No, I don't. Vince would never let him come back. Never yeah. let him come back. Uh, we have lost Killer Khan. So, of course, you may remember him from the big feud he had with Andre the Giant back in the early '80s. They did that thing where the Khan broke Andre's ankle, but uh, the wrestler known as Killer Khan, Masashi Ozawa, has passed away at the age of 76 so i want to wish uh, the family all the best r.i.p and uh by the way don't forget of course tna hard to kill coming up january 13th and 14th pay-per-view the hard to kill is on the 13th and then the snake eyes tv tapings on the 14th i'm sure we'll have more on that as we go forward in the next couple of weeks and that is it happy new year everybody be safe out there yeah please be smart do not drink and drive tonight. Call Mark. You might you might actually end up calling me tonight. <laughs> He's keeping them safe like Batman. You got it. Uh, thanks, David Different. Thanks, Ricky Chino thanks. and Danny Limelight for joining us on the show. Guys, we will see you next week on the Mark Oak Show here on KDON. Have a great, happy new year and welcoming in 2024. We'll see you next week. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show, and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.